Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. We have a terrific lineup of callers to help come across even more positively and productively. If you have a tough talk, invite you to call in too, and the number is 866-472-5790 or internationally, you can call collect, country code 1-480-398-3352. And we will start down south in the States in Georgia, and I welcome Jordan to the show. Jordan, how goes it? Buddy, great to be here. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. How is your week going? Uh, It's been awesome. It feels like Friday, but uh, somehow I looked at the calendar and we're only on Tuesday and my my, uh, daughter turned one year old today, so it's a great week so far. Ooh, one year old. How joyous. Of course, the party was for you guys, so (laughs) how was the one year old party? We've got it this coming Saturday, but uh, she has brought so much joy into our lives and many others. So that's my, my reflection on the last year. That's awesome. Uh, that's a win, my friend. So, Jordan, I'm curious, what uh, tough talk is on your mind? Yeah, so um, we, I, I work kind of in the HR function, and we've got an employee who uh, was you know promoted not all that long ago, uh, you know, received a pay increase, and then has popped up over the last couple of weeks and shared um, that they, they feel deserving of an additional increase. And, uh, you know, this caught us off guard a little bit, felt like it was a really, you know, kind of strong value proposition in the new role. And so I'm trying to think through how do I engage that conversation um, well and maybe um, not jump to premature conclusions. And, um, yeah, I guess in some ways kind of hold ground and at the same time kind of communicate empathy, listening, and, and value for this, you know, team member who really is valuable. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. That's it's so funny because I was so sheepish. So the people chiming in, asking for a raise, I just kind of admire that just generally. <laughs> this wasn't how exactly. I was wired. Yep. Exactly. So first off, we always start with ourselves. What is your feeling about it? Like, what, how are you, uh, how, how is all this landing for you? Yeah. You know, I'd say, my first reaction, I, you know, I tried to lead with listening, but if I just, hey, my emotional reaction was, it was, wow, you know, you just, you got a raise, you got an increase, we talked about how good this would be, and, you know, I guess there's a little bit of confusion, and then probably also, um, I don't know the emotion that's tied to it, but, you know, you know, why do you feel entitled to a raise? You just, you just got one. You, you should be happy and, you know, focus on killing your new role. So um, those are probably the first two reactions. Yeah, totally valid. And I appreciate it. What you're demonstrating for listeners is your own emotional intelligence because you can articulate what's going on for you. And lots of times, folks, we feel that we can't necessarily put words to it. And it's powerful because you can work with it. And in this case, I can tell it's not something that holds you back. But there are times mm-hmm. when our own self is the, can't help us see it. So clearly, and it's, it, I can hear you with your intention, I want to come across with empathy, listening and valuing. So it, it's not holding yeah. you back. And I appreciate mm-hmm. your, um, 
your own self-awareness, Jordan. So um, can you share with me, when you had the conversation for the raise, what what was communicated about why and, and the role? Um, and, and I guess it helpful for me to understand, did you folks feel like that raise was, was warranted for the work being done? Sometimes we give raises where we know they're going to fill it. So I'm just curious where how you perceive it. Yeah, and I'm new to the organization, so I kind of walked into the process about about halfway. So I'll, I'll probably be making some assumptions about, you know, what actually took place during the raise conversation. But, um, uh, you know, gosh, I'm, I'm trying to think through it. I think it's a good question because I've noticed um, at my current organization uh, sometimes we can be a little light on providing context around, you know, what goes into major decisions like compensation and like title and like scope of role. And so, you know, I want to say, oh, I, certainly if I was in the room, we, we would have spoken to those three things and, and made sure they felt really good coming out of it. But I think even your question is helping me realize that might be um, an unfounded assumption and be good going back and checking, hey, what what did we um, communicate in the first place. I think there might be a better chance than not that we didn't provide that that context around the why behind the decision. Fantastic. And so for listeners, I think the um, what happens is we we tend to assume because we've been talking about this person, and, and so we are all aligned to why we're doing this. And and it may not necessarily be the case that the individual is what I call shared reality with us on it. So it's really a great. Um, opportunity when you have these joyous conversations, right? That we're saying, you know, why we're giving them and that we also give the person a chance to say, what are you hearing? And that helps us ensure yeah. that there's a sync. And again, I'm not saying it's it's not right or wrong either way. Sometimes we give the promotion, the pay raise, like we know they're going to grow into it. That's okay. Sometimes it may be a bit overdue. That's okay too. But being transparent, just make sure that the employee and the organization are in sync. So I think the going back, I think that's awesome, right? If you clarify with the organization, let's just assume that it was a little light, okay? Just for, for the sake of a scenario. So yep. you may you may find some new information, and let's just you know let's just say, well, you know, we think the person um, it's a little bit of a stretch, right? But we really know they're going to get there. Let's just just play with that. Um, yep. So then let's, let's role play. Let's say you want to just sit down with a person and you're doing the seek first to understand. So if you think about it, how might you just enter, let's want to make up the name, let's call it Carol, right? So how might you first think about engaging, like where does the person think that they are? <laughs> so let's assume you know where the organization is and, and let's yeah. just wing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, part of the blessing and curse of being HR, I guess sometimes I'm able to, to play ignorant. So, you know, I might say, um, you know, hey, Cheryl, um, you know, it was con- connecting with your manager. Um, they shared you had some some uh, thoughts and questions, feedback around the, the amount of compensation increase. So just wanted to connect with you on that and hear where your, your mind's at on it. So I guess trying to just open it up for them to have the floor and, and um, share where they're at first. So fabulous, folks. So that's a great way to be open. There's no bias in your voice. I don't hear, right, if there was a little bit of entitlement feeling that didn't come across. Sure. Or, so that's fabulous, right? So um, I might role play Cheryl and say, well, you know, I uh, it's great I have the raise, but I 
you know, looked around and I feel like the market is, um, I'm below market still. And, you know, I, I know that it's a tough market out there and I, I really feel like I need to be compensated for the value I'm bringing. And I might say, uh, <laughs> um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there, Molly. Um, you know, I guess here's why I, I wouldn't want to come across defensive, but I would say, gosh, kind of hear you, Cheryl. Um, it, it really is a crazy market out there, and that's something as an organization we're trying to really be sensitive to and, and aware of because, you know, on, on one hand, we want to be market competitive. On the other hand, we really want our, every one of our employees to feel like they're they're kind of paid and receive full value for um, the work and the value that they contribute here. You know, going into this raise process, one thing we did to make sure that's the case is we ran a market, you know, uh, basically competition analysis of or, or compensation analysis for this role to make sure that uh, the value that we were providing you reflected um, not only kind of a healthy increase from your last position, but what you'd find um, in the market for this kind of position as well. Fantastic. I love that. So I'll just give some ideas here for how um, yeah. we might handle it going forward. So I think you know, she says, uh, want to make sure I'm valued, et cetera. You say, you know, exactly why we had the process we did when it came to you. And we took it very seriously. So that's the great acknowledgement and also helping mm-hmm. her realize, hey, that's where we're at. One of the things, Cheryl, that's super important for the whole organization is that we really look at every employee uh, equitably for the role and the contribution. So I just want you to know that that is absolutely our intention. Now, you have the advantage of coming in partway. I kind of came in partway, Cheryl, so you know, forgive me a bit. I did run, uh, go, kind of go back and, and talk to folks. And so I'm not sure what the, um, you know, what the original boss or whatever talked to you about uh, was, but I want to level set with you. Okay, so here's the facts. You know, you were this, you were that. The role included these kinds of jobs. We looked at the market and we got you to the midpoint, which is what we do for everyone. Now, what I'm not sure came across, and this is not your fault, is that part of what management values in you is your potential. Truth be told, when we think about the actual task, and let me think about some of them, boom, boom, and boom. You, we think you can do them. We haven't seen you do them sustained over time. So for us, this is an opportunity for you to step into significantly bigger shoes and show us what you, what you can do, which we believe you absolutely can. So let me pause. What are you hearing? Because what you try to show is that the, the actual work she's doing, um, has been doing, is fine, but it's not actually, she hasn't quite filled the shoes. And, this, mm-hmm. and see how that lands. Because now you're getting that, you know, how do we feel? This is the job you're doing. This is the job we need done. Haven't seen it yet. We think you can do it. And if she wants to push back, then great, right. Okay, so let's, maybe we're not aware of some of what you're doing. Help, help me understand. So let me pause. That's really that good. And yeah, no, I love it because, you know, it ties into um, one of the managers, yeah, kind of, kind of points of feedback is, we haven't seen you deliver on it yet. And so we feel like this is a really healthy investment up front with the potential to grow your, you know, compensation as your contribution reflects it. And so I think that's a really good way of, of getting there. 
Yeah, fantastic. Words that other folks can use is, Cheryl, we want to align on what success looks like. And again, that may have been uh, done in the past. I just want to reconfirm between the two of us. So from what I understand from the manager, boom, boom, and boom. This is what it looks like. This is what the teammates would say about it. So you're just really crystal clear. And Mm -hmm. Cheryl doesn't feel like it's kind of one subjective thing, but it's quite concrete, not only in the tasks, right, but also how she moves through space. And I I want to encourage listeners, sometimes we just think about do the job. Well, we all know how one does the job has a lot to do with the sense of team dynamic and how effective one is. So I think being really clear, and I call it the move through space plus the task, the relationship and the task piece, um, Mm. might be a nice opportunity to deconstruct and create even greater clarity. I love it. Time to get the what and the how. That's great, Molly. (laughs) So I'm curious, you're new into this role, and uh, say a bit about perhaps your early journey. Is there anything you might have be doing differently. You know, it's always nice in hindsight to sight to step back a bit. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm I think coming up on 90 days into the uh, to the dot, and my one reflection is, um, I guess my last company, um, incredibly kind of high energy, <laughs> a bunch of you know, kind of 22 year olds fresh out of college. Enthusiasm was one of the core values. And, you know, my energy level, I, I, I'm probably am a, like a 6 out of 10 on average. So when I walked in, I had to kind of flip the switch every day. I had to be a 9 out of 10 just to, uh, just to match the environment, let alone to, to bring it forward. And I'm in this environment where there's still, gosh, it's purpose-driven, it's values-driven, the people are great. But even being a 6 out of 10, I'm able to, um, being a 6 is sufficient to engage well and, and kind of bring energy and, and move folks forward, I think, in a healthy way but I, I feel like I can be me in the process. Um, so anyways, that just might be, if that resonates with anybody out there, it's, you know, I felt like for, for a number of years, I was kind of having to flip the switch every day, which sometimes you need to do. Um, but, you know, when you find that environment, that's your, your sweet spot. Um, it, having that positive impact uh, doesn't require so much, it, you know, I don't know. You can just kind of be yourself. And that's been really, really enjoyable. Oh, I love it because that's what I want for everyone is to be able to be their true self and be able to bring their gifts. Do you feel, yeah. I'm hearing you have six, you know, so six is pretty game on in, in the organization. Do you feel an opportunity for greater energy across the board or do you think it's fine? Uh, it, it's a good question. You know, I think, I think yes. Um, and to, you know, be clear, when I say 6 out of 10, it's not like, you know, it's just uh, if you think about the hypest person you know is a 10 and, you know, lethargic is one, I think it's 6. It's not, it's not people not being the full selves, but, you know, rather than seeing people at a 10 out of 10 on an energy scale, I, I think it's this, um, what I get excited about, I think there's potential for people to be able to, to bring their full selves to work. And I know that can be a cliche, so sometimes that's just the best way I can put it into words. And I just think there's a really healthy, authentic presence and energy that comes from that. And so that's what gets me excited. And sometimes that doesn't need to be, for some folks, that, that's in the form of, of confetti cannons and loud music and dancing. Um, but I think for a lot of us, it's, you know, it's a sincere conversation. It's, um, it's asking, how are you doing? 
with authenticity. And um, yeah, so I, I think there's room for that. And that's probably what gets me excited from a cultural standpoint. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for for bringing, I think, a great definition to the 10, right? It's not about mm-hmm. flying off the walls at all. So I am curious, since that's a great aspiration across the board, if you had to rate, you know, on average and then arrange just in your, again, this is just the world according to Jordan, to what, it, you know, how would you rate where the current folks are in terms of bringing their full self to work? It's, it's a good question. We're coming out of an interesting last couple of years um, that, that maybe has impacted that number. I'd probably put us about a six or a seven right now, you know, as, as an example where, um, you know, kind of a, initiating a, a conversation around uh, mental health with our organization right now. And, you know, that's not, a, that's not a silver bullet, but I think it's one of those things that, okay, you address this this reality of what, you know, what every single one of us is facing and how we can move together in that. And, and our hope is, um, again, there's not a one size fits all answer, but as we lean into how people show up at work, what they're bringing with them and, um, how can we create a place where people are are thriving and not just surviving? Hopefully we'll start to see that number tick up to an, an eight or a nine or maybe even the, uh, maybe even that, uh, that 10 mark. Wow. That's really impressive. I was just having a conversation with a leader on this topic. And, you know, in general, we're not so skilled about talking about mental health. It's not an area that, you know, it's just well understood. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very, you know, more art than science sort of place. And so for listeners' sake, perhaps share, if you don't mind, how are you raising the topic and in what forms are you, you know, reaching out and, and, you know, believe me, I don't think anyone's got this solved. So I'm, I'm really just keen to hear how you're thinking about it. Well, that's encouraging because I certainly don't think we do. Um, you know, a couple things I'd say have gone really well. One is our senior leadership team has, has owned it, you know, again, being in HR, I think it's been a topic on, on the HR front for a while, but, um, I think it really takes organizational leadership to own it, not just as a, as a project, but kind of this to demystify that topic and just say, gosh, mental health is how I feel and how I show up each day and, and what I bring with me. And so I think when there's that, just that recognition and acknowledgement of it in a real human way, I think that just, um, again, kind of de- destigmatizes and demystifies it and helps us all realize, yeah, we're all kind of walking through this and in this together and then the second thing, I think instead of jumping to, you know, here are the three initiatives, here's the app and here's the party and here's the gym stipend we're going to give you, um, we sent out a survey last week and we said, hey, we want to hear from you. This is not a one-size-fits-all issue. Um, here's how we're thinking about it. What do you think of that? What do we need to hear from you? And here's a few ideas we're thinking about. Which of these resonate with you? And it was really interesting because a couple of the ideas I thought were going to be, you know, really resonating with many folks were not the top hits and something that I, you know, kind of ideas that I wasn't so hot on actually really rose to the surface. And we even found out some ideas we hadn't been thinking about. So I I think, you know, when it comes to mental health, there's value in just contributing and being part of the solution as much as what the solution ends up being. And so um, I, I think it's just kind of started a really, I'll call it like a healthy dialogue. So we can't stop here. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's important not to be a flavor of the month. It's It's got to be a conversation that we start and continue going forward. 
Uh, fantastic. I absolutely love it, my friend. Uh, okay, we've covered a lot, and I'm curious of our conversation and all. What's your top takeaway from our chat? Yeah, I really liked how when you were responding to uh, our fictional Cheryl, that you really um, you led with the positive of what we were going after. So I wrote down, you know, um, equitability, intentionality, um, level setting, alignment on what success looks like. So instead of, you know, focusing on, um, right, we could use negative words like what we, what we don't want. We don't want entitlement. Um, we, you focus on here's what we're going after because I, I don't think anybody can say they don't want those things. So it just, I guess, aligns us on what we're both going after. And it, um, it, that just feels like a really healthy place to start um, a hard conversation from. Fantastic. Jordan, you're a star. Very, really, really nice. Um, will you please... Let me know how it goes. You know how to reach me. Um, and if I can be of more help, uh, don't hesitate. You are a big part of the solution, and uh, I'm grateful for you, and I thank you for calling in. Okay, let's go on to Mark in Connecticut. We're back up uh, in the Northeast. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, Mark. Hey, Molly. Thanks so much for taking my call today. Thrilled to have you. And what is top of mind for you? Uh, I'd really like to talk about this whole uh, coming back to work and the new norm. I uh, I manage a, a small team of folks that have to be on site. Um, so I, I manage a group that's uh, desktop services, desktop support services. So they're on site. I also manage an outsourced help desk provider that is remote and any employee can call and reach the help desk. But if you're on site and you're in this, you know, hybrid environment where you're, you're showing up to your uh, approved desk area, we will be here to support you. So I'm trying to keep my guys motivated, instill pride, make sure they're doing that extra effort, that white glove treatment. And my issue is that I'm trying to... To, to create this small unit cohesion amongst this group, sort of follow the military tactics in, in creating this, in, this culture. And when I tried to create even a team logo and uh, have my guys use it for their signature, I'm getting pushback from my management where I feel like they really don't understand what it's like to sort of be forced. I know it's our job description, but be forced to be on site and, you know, see those around us, including management, show up for a couple hours and then go home and work remotely. Not saying that they don't work. I understand everybody's, you know, doing their job, but I'm just trying to create an environment in which my guys are, are doing the best they can and, and feel the pride and don't lose that motivation. And it was really just trying to get your thoughts about how do I – how do I handle the pushback that I get when we're trying to come up with creative ideas? Uh, I love it. This is, I appreciate it. You know, this is the thing, all the leaders want innovation and then you feel like you're trying to innovate and then you sort of feel like, well, wait a second, you don't seem so open to the innovation. So that feels like a little bit of where you might be. Do I have that? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So listen, I have uh, compassion for everyone and just, it's just, 
I have to say your star for just, first of all, I had the desktop folks where they're on site and could not pay enough money for those kinds of folks. So just shout out to your team from Molly that I'm really cheering for them because when you have something Thank down you. with your system, yeah, it's, I mean, it's game changer, you know, so um, celebrating that is huge. Um, I think the, um, okay, so help me with the, where your team really is at in terms of the, um, the you know, where are they? I mean, are, did you, are they like, we're not, we're not taking it, we're not being appreciated? And, um, so my, you know. it's interesting. So my team is brand new, and I probably f- have vocalized it or feel it more than my team has said anything. But, for example, we're all under this umbrella of IT. I've got my manager and, and a peer and other departments coming in, leaving at two o'clock to, you know, do whatever it is they do, and then they come back online. So they're they're definitely working and putting in their hours, but it's much more flexible. My team has to be here at eight thirty in the morning. They have to put in their scheduled hours. It's 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 much more of a, a regimented schedule, and. I, my fear is that they're going to look at what's happening around them, and I'm going to, I finally got a team together that, that is a bunch of good guys, and I don't want to lose them. I want to keep them <laughs> okay. motivated and, and go ahead. Okay. Oh, no, I'm just chuckling because I, I just so appreciate how proactive you are because what I'm, I'm hearing you saying, like, you maybe sense a problem, but they seem fine. Am I mis- mishearing that? No, not, I mean, correct. Right now, they haven't said a word. But but I see it happening, and, and if I feel it, and, and it could be a me thing. I, I'm not going to, you know, to say that, you know, you always ask, you know, is this, you know, what's, how is everybody feeling and how are you feeling? I'm the one that's feeling this, and I'm trying to think of proactive ways to keep that motivation, keep that pride, and not have them focus on, you know, how it's unfair in this new world work environment where some people are forced to come in and other people are, have a much more flexible schedule where they can come in and leave when they want. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, I hear you on this. Two parts. One is an evergreen for all folks listening, which is just staying in sync with one's team. I often hear this. I'll ask a question. A leader says, well, I think they're this. I'm like, you think they're that? <laughs> Thinking that that is not, is not the answer that Molly wants. So the ability to stay in good relationship, close connection about where they're really at around whatever topic. But in this case, you know, there's a lot going on. You know, we all know, we all know in the, in the, the field that you're in, no one pings you unless there's something wrong. So when everything's going right, you're, everything's fine. It's, it's always kind of a, it's a hair on fire sort of role. And it's just by design, you know, it, it's, hard to feel as appreciated because people don't appreciate it until they don't have it. So I think that exactly. ability to stay synced with the folks and you can make a game of it. You can, you can do a little rating thing and saying, you know, listen, I get there's a lot of people burning out. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on for people. I, you know, I'm here to help you folks do your best work. It's really important to me. So, you know, whatever your team huddles are, creating space 
for people to let you know where they are. So you're like, are you good? You good? And sometimes people aren't good. That's okay. They're, you thank them for letting you know, is there anything we can do? So mm-hmm. and I, I say this more broadly. It sounds like you're really connected to your team, but um, maybe share with me, to what extent do you have group forums and are they about the people and not so much about the work? So, I mean, we sit in the same room. Where, where there's no... There's no separated office environment. It's, it's, a, it's a communal space. And so the three of us are engaged every day. And I really am in tune with and, and have an awareness of what's going on. They're doing the work. They're doing a good job. And I know that for me personally, it's a fear that they're going to burn out and look elsewhere just because there's this sense or not even a sense. There's just this unfair working environment that is the new norm. And, and I really wanted to build up, you know, to make them proud that their desktop support services, right, really create a logo and, and look at all the, the different tactical approaches to small unit cohesion to get, you know, these guys to feel proud and, and separate themselves underneath this umbrella of IT, and my boss feels that we're all IT. We should all be the same. But that's not the, the reality is that we're here. You're not. I'm not saying you're not doing a great job or you're not working hard. But I want to separate my guys and give them that pride that, that they're in the trenches. Yeah. Okay, I hear you. I hear boss components. We'll get to that next. Um, you know, I... I think the burnout thing separate if and I think that's that is about asking for what they need and and just being open if, if you really see people heading to burnout I mean if you really then it's a matter of like okay we've got to change the hours or the shifts or what have you and, and so I do think that if you're really seeing them, burn, burn, them burning out not so much that I see it that's great. It's, that's it's okay. my own fear that they will yeah yeah so I think that's also, um, if you've brought it up, right, and you say, hey, I don't want folks to burn out, and I want you to be upfront with me, trust them and respect them that they're going to let you know. You keep tabs on it, but don't stress yourself out, Mark, if mm-hmm. that's not where they're really at. I, I get a healthy sure. paranoia, so I'm with you on that. <laughs> and I don't want you to over-worry. Like, the worry sort of serves you, but it may not be serving you as much as you think. So okay. that, I, 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 you know, it sounds just, you're there. It sounds like you've got that camaraderie. You're on it. You know, it, you're doing them day to day. So it's not like going to look up in one month and go, wow, what happened? You know, you're, you're with them every single day. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you, you're on top of that. So I, I would just encourage that it's a show of respect and a show of trust that they're going to come to you. I mean, you keep checkpointing with them. But if you do that, you know, it seems to me your risk of burnout truly isn't that high right? If you're really in sync with your folks. Mm-hmm. Does that land? It does, actually. I mean, when you look at the risk calculation, right, I am, I am, the risk is low, and I am, I'm treating it as if it was high. Yeah. All right, it's great. So give yourself permission. I mean, that's, again, it's great for you, but let that go, because you got other things you can spend your energy on, like your boss, yeah. for example. <laughs> so, so let's, you know, and I think, so I think some of the pride thing just, you know, I, I would say there's things you can do. I would say there's colleagues around and the ability to be appreciated 
by other groups is cannot be you know underestimated it's it's so and i know that people appreciate that team when anyone's th- system is down they're not working and someone comes and saves the day you want to kiss them because it's like the best thing ever mm-hmm. so the ability to work with your colleagues say you know i know that you appreciate and just amp up the appreciation and you can do that by appreciating them i would say mm-hmm. every organization i'm around can amp this up and i'm not saying glorifying and inappropriately but you know giving timely feedback um, that's that's specific and heartfelt, right? That never goes out of style. So mm-hmm. when you think about pride, when they're getting that external validation, they get it from you. I mean, that you know, you love them. They they work for you. That might be a way to just create. And then there is an opportunity as you are relating with the other groups about the fact that you know our folks. You know, I know you guys are working home, and you're you're able to pick up the pizza or take out the kids or whatever. You know, our guys are here sitting butts in desk. We're not complaining about it, but, you know, gosh, a real, it would really be helpful to help people have them know that you appreciate them. And, you know, people want to be a hero, too. They're like, oh, my God, I can't, you're so right. I'd, I'd love to make sure that, that they know. So that might be a mm-hmm. really great, you know, kind of validating activity all the way around the organization um, to give a shot. And I guess I should ask you, do you feel that folks appreciate your team? You know, I'm not. I guess. I guess maybe part of the problem, and not the solution, is that I want people to recognize my team because they are in the trenches. And so, for everybody who has the benefit of of having a hybrid um, role at the company or fully remote, we don't have that luxury. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it is a me thing. Well, I think that the, that could be, right? But I think this is where I'd say the shared reality is just saying, hey, let's just, and you could bring it up with the, the leader saying, when folks are working remotely, what are some of the benefits? And people say this and this and this. And you're like, that's fantastic. You know, it's interesting, just, and I'm not complaining. The folks who are coming in, X, Y, and Z, have been here every single day, don't have those benefits. I'm not complaining, and I know that's the nature of the job. You know what would mean a lot for our group is if ask for what you need. Right? And you're not, you don't, maybe, maybe it is about you, right? But at the same time, I think that is a fair um, ask for leaders to say, hey, you know, we've got some folks that are, you know, by nature of their job, they're coming in, and let's recognize them for it because, you know, they are not getting some of the benefits other folks are, are realizing. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking that some of the perks would be if, if we could get them, you know, a lunch pass or, or just the littlest of things to make it a perk to actually be here for them. And um, you're right, I haven't asked. I've sort of just been sitting here thinking, how, how do I get things to happen when it feels like I'm being shut down on other things? Yeah, I appreciate the awareness. This is so fantastic. And your boss, I think, wants everyone to feel valued. So part of that mm-hmm. could be, hey, you know, Sam, I know you want everyone to feel valued and we're trying to be equitable for everyone. There are some things that are a bit uneven. You know, just get on the same page. You, are you with me? Do you see where, where some people, I, I'm not complaining. I'm just, just pointing it out. And I think it's also, you know, appropriate for us to, to give a little here on this because 
because we really need them, you know, and look at I'm fine. What do you think about that? Because I think that would really go a long way in their loyalty and, and in retention and helping them feel great, blah, blah, blah. And so it's a win for your boss. I can't imagine a boss saying no. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I'm not talking a huge expense, but you know, may, I know you tell me. You think it would, you never know. You think they, they, they might poo poo that idea? No, I honestly, I mean, the thing that I love about you is, is, is when you say things the way you word it, I'm like, oh, that's, that's the beauty of it. I, I feel like when I think about it, I, there's a frustration and possibly a, a little bit of an anger and I'm, I'm just coming, a, I'll come across in the wrong way. So, no, I think, I think to, to ask for what I need, talk about the equitable value and, and having, you know, things go a lot, little, the little things going a long way for their loyalty. You know, I, I, I plan on re-listening to your podcast and, and writing all these notes down. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, what I'll, that's what I'll take to him. I think it's great. It's fantastic. I love it. That's what I hear from people, my clients all the time. We'll be silent, silent and they're like, I'm writing. I said, I know. <laughs> so, so here's <laughs> the thing. I appreciate you articulating whether it is frustration or anger. Get in good relationship with yourself and just know what it is. Don't make yourself bad or wrong. It's okay. But if you need to go meditate and breathe a little, breathe it out. Okay, because it doesn't help you show up in the, in the way you want, which is you're here to serve the whole. It's not about Mark. Mark's team, really. It's about our ability to serve and how do we help the whole. And so that's mm-hmm. strength. And that's what your, your boss, everyone is lying to that. So that's where you're coming from. For us to be able to be in best service to the team, I want to keep folks motivated. We have to just acknowledge the change in landscape. What do you think, right? And then these are all mm-hmm. things where people should be saying, yes, 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 right? Because you're here to make them better. You're not saying I'm the master of the universe. That's not what I'm hearing you say, right? So, you know, I think that also that would be a show of trust and respect to your boss when you go in there, you know, with a sense of of caring for your people um, and openness, not he doesn't want to do it, you know, I'm under this. Just, you know, take the high mm-hmm. road. Assume the positive intent. Okay? Um, okay, this is so great. I'm cheering for you. What's your top takeaway, Mark, from our chat? Uh, I mean, you know, I definitely think there's a couple. So the, the classic uh, feedback being timely, specific, and heartfelt. I don't think I've ever used that word before, heartfelt, in feedback, but I love that. And then really uh, figuring out a way to sit with my boss, ask for what I need, and then uh, talk about how, you know, we're going to be building up loyalty and maybe not focus so much on on just my unit, but the fact that we're trying to, to deliver as a whole. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm cheering for you. Uh, I really, really appreciate how you're leaning into being part of the solution. So you know how to reach me. Will you loop back and let me know how it goes? And if I can be more helpful, uh, don't hesitate to ask. You're the best. I definitely will. Thank you so much for taking my call today. Uh, take care. See you soon, Mark. Bye. Bye. Oh, he's fabulous. Okay, so now we're coming back to the Big Apple, and I'm going to welcome Gabe to the show. Gabe, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Thanks, Molly. Great to be on. Thank you for joining me, and I'm wondering what uh, sensitive situation is top of mind for you. 
Um, so it, uh, it, it potentially might be a bit of a, a classic issue. Um, I have a uh, consulting client who is a CEO, um, and uh, I am helping uh, the CEO engage in uh, work with around social impact and communities of color, and these are communities uh, that this person uh, I don't think has a lot of experience interacting with. And there have been uh, a number of interactions um, either in real time during Zoom meetings right, or in follow-up emails um, that were um, caused me to cringe in terms of an insensitivity uh, around the community that we were engaging with, and I think an overall lack of self-awareness um, around interaction styles. Ouch! Cringeworthy. Yes. Oh, we we just we just that's one of that's <laughs> yeah. one of the worst ones, right? Someone you do something <laughs> and it's cringeworthy. You're like, ouch! That's really painful. yeah. yeah. Oh. And uh, to add a few more brushstrokes you know, to it, um, it's a, um, uh, a consulting client, it's work I'm very happy to be part of. Um, now I'm dedicating about half my consulting practice um, to this, but I don't see this great work. Um, I don't see this as a, um, uh, a, a long-term career home. Right, so part of um, uh, the you know challenge I'm having is how invested am I um, in getting this person to behave in a more appropriate way? Oh, thank you for being so upfront, and uh, I appreciate that. Sometimes we get this no good deed goes unpunished thing too. You're like, wow, this is really <laughs> worth it to go there. So I, I get it. I get it. I appreciate it. So can you share, if you were to rate this CEO on a scale of one to 10 in mm-hmm. terms of their openness, I get that they're not aware. So that's clear. Their openness mm-hmm. potentially to they're not landing the way that they might think. What would your guess be? Ten being a super open to being part of the problem, right? One would be like uh, so not very high. Not very high. Uh, if I had to give it a number, um, uh, four. The, the this there's a lot of skill right, that the CEO brings to the table, I think, um, in interacting with certain kinds of folks and folks that um, he's used to interacting with, folks that look like him, folks that he's had um, success with before, right? Um, And I think potentially one of the challenges in terms of openness is he rightly owns a successful track record up until this work and going into this different 
kind of community, right? So yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's a, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this skillfully, a more skillful way of saying it is at the end of the day, the guy's a great schmoozer, right? Right. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a good at selling. Um, he's good at interacting. Uh, he's good at, I think, reading rooms and acting, um, adjusting accordingly in service of what the mission of this business is. But it seems to totally go out the window when uh, the community changes. And I think the lack of self-awareness comes from, I've been good at this my whole life. And look at my track record. Yeah, we got it. Listeners are going nodding their head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, <laughs> we got it. So, so let me get, let's focus on Gabe. How important is this client to you? I mean, could you just like not do it tomorrow and it'd be okay? Just help me with how um, the work. It's that is a question I I guess I I struggle with. I don't know. One, the question of how important it it is to me. Um, I don't have a good answer for that. There's the work in the world writ large, right? So outside of how is important is this to me in regarding my work and my work life um, is, is one thing, but it's, there's this sort of larger question, which I think nags me more, and perhaps you can hear the answer embedded, you know, in my response is, People have to say, step up and say something, right? Yep, yep. And, so, you know, so I guess in talking it out, now I guess the answer is it bothers me and I want to do something about it, regardless of what the motivation is. Yeah. So here's the thing for consultants, for coaches. It is, uh, it's key to pick the right client. It's key to mm. pick the right clients. Clients who want to change, want to be better, and are open to it. And there are there's a select group that could be open and want, and they can't. Okay, so that's a capability issue. That's separate. So, you know, I, I do think that you have opportunity cost, and it's okay to realize that, that a given client isn't the right one because client selection is, is really, really, really super important. Okay, so so mm-hmm. give yourself permission to, and I can help you with the words to get out of something if you want, right? To to just decide is it worth the go? Now you want to make it a go. You can make it a game, make it fun. Don't make it like, oh God, here we go. Make it make it a game, and see mm-hmm. what you can do. So changing your energy around the work, I would say, if we're gonna go there, let's say we go there, would be first and foremost. And it really could be, you know, perhaps in your mind you're like. And I could see this. This person is never going to change. He's been this way forever, right? And listeners around the world are like, oh, yeah, we all know lots of those folks. So would we ever want someone to look at us? Oh, Molly, she is never going to get it. Why bother? Mm -hmm. Like, how mortified would I be to hear that? You know, but, you know, if someone's lost faith in me, that, that would be on me. So that might be a thing to say, look, I wouldn't want that someone to do that to me. Let me give it a shot. But when you have if you will, the freedom to say, if it doesn't work, doesn't work, that's fine. So then you can have these, I think, pretty open chats. But if you leave, leave on your terms. Mm. So let me just, just roll this. So let's just say this. Hey, Ron, Ron, this is the deal. I've been watching this and, you know, 
I can see how successful you've been in the past. I have gotten feedback from folks, and my own observation is you were not quite clicking. Just throw that out there. Some some kind of, what? What do you mean? I think it's going great. Ah, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. What's What do you think is going great? Why do you think? Just just kind of go do, do the consulting thing, ask a lot of questions, and say, huh, that I, I'm hearing where you're coming from. Ron, I do see it differently. How open are you to me sharing how it lands for me and for other folks? And just have them say, I'm open, I'm not open. Say, you know, thanks so much for being open. You know, Ron, this is the biggest learning of leaders, especially in this time. What got us here does not get us there. Pulse. Mm-hmm. Right? And we're in this new world. And you, I can imagine when you were in the world, you know, how many people, in fact, did you work with uh, of color in your whole life? Just, ask, just, just have him ask. You don't, don't judge it. Well, I, I, have you had a lot of uh, folks of color work for you? How many folks have been? Just, just ask him. I said, okay, this is mm-hmm. helpful for me. Right? Just, just start to have a conversation to align on the situation. And then say, just, here's a, one specific thing. And I, again, I, I say this because I want more than anything for you to be wildly successful because that's what's going to help us all rise. So your constant positive mm-hmm. event. And then you share a couple of things that were the cringeworthy, like, oh, my God. And you can say, Ron, I was rolling on the ground. I was on the ground. He's looking at what? And I said, you know, and, and so then he could say, oh, you are full of it. I can't, see it. Uh, I, you know, thanks for hearing me out. And this is one of the things. It's clear from, you know, for me that I think our values probably aren't in sync or what have you. I can help you find someone else to work with, blah, 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 and you exit south or what, east or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is, right? And then, um, but he may, you may think and say, and say, you know, one of the things I'm just going to be up front, you know, let's just presume it's a white male, that, you know, mm-hmm. in your shoes, yeah. people don't think you can change. People don't think you can change. What? Yeah, they don't. I'm telling you, no one's going to tell that to your face, by the way. I am. You know, I'm paid to. So you can be just you know, up front, in service to Ron the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. And then you let it rip. And, and see, you know, again, the, it just the natural thing will unfold. I think you're intuitive. You'll get a sense. Hey, I may have actually sparked a different way of thinking or not, in which case then you have the information, Gabe, to make your decision. So I'll pause. How's yeah. that landing? Uh, it's it's landing, you know, it's landing loud and clear. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Well, um, do you think it's a, an approach that you'd want to try? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think, yes, and, uh, you know, I, I think just this whole orientation of reminding oneself when you run your own consultancy, you do have freedom to pick and choose your clients, right? And fit between, you know, client and consultant is 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 pretty critical. I think I've got a habit of forgetting that. And so to be reminded of that, I think is exceptionally helpful because the opportunity to do the work, and in this case, the specific social impact work, feels as if it needs to be protected at all costs, right? So kind of holding those two things and recognizing there's weight to both of them 
and not just, no, no, you have to hold on to this opportunity because there's, you have an opportunity to do really great work and just shield yourself and other people from this person being in a, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's the gut reaction. And that's one of the things I'm hearing is that orientation is not necessarily going to be the most helpful for long-term success and impact because clearly I'm not going to be able to feel good about that on an ongoing basis. If I'm worried about the next cringe bomb you know, yes, coming exactly. in at the next meeting. Right? Exactly. So, well, um, I, uh, we're out of time. I really appreciate you bringing this forth. You know how to reach me. So keep me posted and um, just know I'm really cheering for you to be able to be your best and brightest and you're doing great work, Gabe. So I want to thank you for being mm-hmm. part of the solution. And uh, Thanks so much, Molly. This is really helpful. Always great to talk to you. Yeah. Take care. Ciao, ciao. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay, folks. Um, Appreciate there's way more very, very tough stuff people are going through in life. So my thought for the week is from the beloved spiritual leader, Ram Das. Cosmic humor, especially about your own predicament, is an important part of your journey. And that is a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your own top takeaways. And no, I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding, but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare. More than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too.